Uh, yeah, it was actually. So That's these couches are one futon, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I just split it. This side over here is on bricks. Yeah, I figured it's on bricks and an old. This is supposed interface. to be the this is the middle. That's the middle <laughs> piece right there. So this is on bricks and an old interface that I had. <laughs> Turn up, we oh, make God. it happen. It's all Steinberg Steinberg UR twenty two. If you know yeah. that one. So when G's podcast takes off, just remember, this is where it started. We started, bro. And it's wildest because we do hella numbers, but this is the most jankiest setup, bro. I record this shit on my phone and shit, but they still do numbers. So when I start getting bread and we start leveling up, bro. It's going to be over for you, motherfuckers. Oh, I'm going to have great seats in here, bro. I'm going to do shit like uh, bring on entertainment for like a halftime show. Probably like some strippers or like some girl who's like popping a, a ping pong ball out of her coochie. I'm thinking about doing stuff like that, like during commercial break. Um, I got I got a lot of ideas. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> That's fire. I actually kind of thought of doing something similar to that for like my offering to the world. The offering. I don't, I don't know what girls popping no ping no. pong balls out their coochie. Mm, maybe if that's how they want to express themselves but, <laughs> but like i'm pretty sure that's not gonna fly wait wait that's kind of funny bro so all right so, so wait hypoth- we ain't even getting to the intro but i want to expand on this okay so say your girl is um popping ping pong balls out of her coochie would you allow it is because she is expressing herself creatively i mean i would allow it as long as nobody else other than me is consuming it. But what if she's putting it out in public? Like, what if she has a free OnlyFans where you can come and see her pop the ping pong ball? But she's, she's expressing herself creatively, you feel what I'm saying? That, you have to make that creativity for the masses. First off, if she has a free OnlyFans, I don't know what kind of game we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a body! <laughs> that's, that's like... That's infinite bodies. That's so trash as Rufus, because it's like, damn, you ain't at least going to do a three ninety nine. Like That's incalculable bodies. That's wild, bro. It's like, <laughs> you're just like, hey, I just want everybody to see this. You don't even want to get, it's because you- You don't even want to get paid. Girls pull six figures a month from OnlyFans, and you mean to tell me you're giving it out there for free? You have no hustle in you. I don't like that, for real, for real. That's insane. That's stupid, Living bro. off tips. <laughs> that's like a girl who goes to work at a nine to five for no bread. So a girl who works at a nonprofit, I don't trust them either. I don't know. There's a slight passion to this. <laughs> a slight passion with no money, bro. That shit don't count. Anyway, let's go ahead and get to the intro. Hey, what's happening, guys? Your boy right here, Jiggy. Welcome to another episode of Dumb Funny, where I invite all my friends, uh, where I invite all my dumb friends, and we talk about funny shit. Y'all know I like to drink, and yes, I did drink before we started this, but that's not what matters. What matters is who we have in the building today. My guy, it's Michael. It's Mike. Probably yeah. known from Bro Code, saying some of the darkest dad jokes that uh, that are humanly possible. It's going viral multiple times for the stuff that he comes up with when he's sitting on his toilet. This is my man right here, Mike Morton. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Oh, yes, sir. Dumb funny, dumb, dumb funny, funny. pie, bro. It's about time I finally got you on here. Yeah. But we're gonna start out with a shot. It's because that's how we get this active. Oh, sh- you know. Yes, sir. Shot chase down with the beer. We oh respect it. Respect. Well, we are sipping on Tavramana today. You were the <laughs> what? <laughs> You're the worst influence of all time, bro. Right. You know what's wild? People come on here, they get drunk, and then they just say so much stuff. Like, I feel like they would never say when they're sober, but they say it on this podcast. I feel like drunk, uh, drunk thought, uh, drunk words are sober thoughts. 
Ah, that's true. That's true. Cheers. Ah, ooh. That was disgusting. Uh, Simba came on this bitch talking about how he would be down with um with uh with the days. He liked they they thems. But we already knew that though. Not everybody did. Weren't that you? was my first time finding it out. Uh, he uh, said that, that a long time ago. Yeah, I know. He like really <clears throat> doubled down on it. Uh, I that, mean, at least he's living his truth. Exactly. That's why we can't. We don't. It's just wild. I didn't expect him to say it so candidly. He said that so candidly. I mean, that's his thing. And um, Caleb came on here and talked about how he was messing with a girl that stuck meth up her ass. We ain't had some funny convos on here. Yeah. And I know we're gonna get some funny stuff out of you. <laughs> but before we get into anything, we gotta start out with a drip check. What you got on? I got these laser orange elephant threes. Yes, sir. I love I, I love these. Go ahead, a kick lot. them up. Let them see. Wow. Yes, sir. They're a little bit dusty, but I like a little them. bit. Look. <laughs> I mean, I really don't care. I, yeah. I bought them to. I look. I like when shoes look distressed. Yeah, I feel like you always have to have certain shoes in your collection that you just beat the fuck up for real. For real. I mean, not necessarily. I think like all clothes are meant to be worn. So like. Just because you have a pair of like something or like some, like it doesn't look like you lived. It looks like you got ripped out of a fucking Ken doll box. Uh, but it <laughs> that's all insane. To, I feel, to me. It all depends on the shoes because I got the Warito SBs right there. I've only worn those three times. I'm probably not gonna wear them anymore for real. For real. Exactly. So like, yeah, that's okay if you're not gonna wear them anymore. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like if you're gonna keep wearing them, you should expect them to see wear. Facts. All right, cool. On to the pants. What you got on? What oh, pants these are. About? Oh, and we drop in prices too. If you remember the prices. Oh, uh, these shoes two hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, these pants are part of a Nike tracksuit, a little sweatsuit, a little ex- not expensive one. I think these. I think these pants ran me like thirty dollars. I was working at Academy then. I got the ten percent discount. Yes, sir. Ski. And then this is a Space Mary hoodie I got from the vape company, right? Yes, sir. Wait, yeah. I'm gonna touch it. That embroider is crazy. Wait, yeah. that embroider is wild. Yeah, these guys are crazy. Shout out to Space Mary. They uh It's like it's your nipple. Nah, uh, it's not my nipple. But you know <laughs> Nah your nipples are lower. You know, Jiggy likes touching <laughs> other man's nipples. Nah, this nigga be touching my nipples all the time. We wanna talk about nipple touching niggas, bro. It's definitely you, bro. You don't have any proof. You broke that boundary in our relationship. You bro. don't have any proof. <laughs> you he doesn't have any proof. He doesn't when the cameras are not up, bro. <laughs> this is the best time. <laughs> so you got that for the free ski and shit. So mm-hmm. all right, all right, free ski little fit. You know what I'm saying? For, for sure, for sure. Two hundred something. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Ski. All right. So right now I'm kicking it off with the uh, with my um uh what is it? The Air Max Nineties. Yeah. Oh my god, I love the weight. These are like platform shoes. They make me a couple inches taller. So they are five. I like the green. I'll be like six three. Yes, sir. Ski. Uh, we got these pants. I spent probably uh I think two twenty five on these. I bought them in my Air Maxes are getting expensive. All shoes are getting expensive, actually, bro. Really? All right, so you know what's crazy? Wait, wait, wait. This is random. But these shoes right here, okay? These are... My girl bought me these for Christmas. Mm-hmm. They're um the Jordan 185 Dunks. And they have a couple cool little pieces to them. They're a very dope shoe. She ended up getting this at the wrong time. And you can see there is actually a miscolor on the laces, which is kind of cool about these shoes. But I think she ended up copping these for around 500 Yeah. Five hundred dollars, yes. But anyway, the value now is like three twenty-five. It's like 
Yeah, y'all, y'all stiff my girl. She might have paid six for him for real, for real. I'm not even gonna lie to you. But yeah, but what? Not like these right here? This right here, the Warito SBs. I bought these for five. These upsell to a thousand now though. So what I can mean, actually are flip you, these. Are you flipping the stock market of shoes? Or is this like well now 2016? It's like, so all right, so it's not like 2016 anymore. You could resell shoes super duper quick. Now it's like you can't sell them. Like I can't buy those and then sell them two months and sell them for a thousand. Like people are just gonna fizzle out of them and they're just gonna hold on to theirs. So I want to sell those like three years from now, three four years from now when they really become a collector's item. Mm-hmm. See the sneaker market is slowing down a lot. Yeah, it's not it's not a resale market. It's more of a collector's market. Oh, as it should be. Yeah. So people are really just collecting and holding and probably just selling their most like rare ones that like to shoot conventions. Mm. Yeah. But uh onto the pants. I got these cool ass loose leg chinos, bro, from um I did a shoot for uh for Mail Trip, so I got these for the Freeski. And I like them because they're high waist tapering, you feel what I'm saying? I like to tuck my shirt in my pants just because, you know, mm. eloquent, you feel what I'm saying? So I mean, you doing that sometimes, you feel what I'm saying? And then we got the, uh, this is another free ski right here. This is, um, I got this shirt. I bartended at, um, what is it, Bourbon, uh, uh, Beyond Bourbon Festival. Louder Than Life was the festival right after this. After it, it was this shirt, and I was supposed to be there, but I didn't want to do it because I think I had to come down here and I had to work for Disney Resorts. Uh, and do a gig for them, but um, man, that bartending shit was actually fire. I was making like I want to say seven hundred a day, seven hundred, eight hundred a day. That's a lot of bread in one day. Yeah, bro. We was working fifteen hour shifts. It was crazy, but all the food was covered, all the housing and the travel was covered. And then when we went out, we got drunk every night. So it was just like a all party. It was a party for four days straight. Did you know, for seven hundred bucks, you can get a, a flight straight to Goiânia, Brazil. To Brazil for $700? Just there or back? There and back. Really? Wow. Damn. Yeah. Travel. It's cheap. That's crazy. And depends on where you travel. It depends on what you're traveling with, for real, for real. It's because them spirit flights to Louisiana and back, I can get a round trip for like $70. Oh, but yeah. if I go to Delta, $600. I actually just bought a trip to Orlando for like $69 round trip. Are you flying Frontier? Yeah, it's, it's spirit. Ah, okay. Spirit yeah, yeah, yeah. is actually okay, bro. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to hold my ass on the flight, but <laughs> yo, the way the spirit be shaking, bro, you be like, oh. you see the shit with the tape on the wings, <laughs> bro. It does not surprise me, bro. I can definitely see him doing that, dog. Just imagine this a nigga and then you know what's crazy? Oh, you want to know something crazy about that? What they do is they call it an Airbus. So they don't like identify it as like an airplane. So it's an Airbus. So they can have like lower procedures. They can have uh, like lighter material and cannot be as put together as like a Delta flight. I thought it was because they were trying to pack hella niggas on that plane. I mean, that too. That too. You know what I'm saying? But nah, nah. You know what's crazy? Even though like spirit, you know, the flights is crazy. You know that when you get into some, what is it called? When you get into the weather, when you get into that and that whole entire thing be shaking, especially when you want to tail in. But they are always clean, bro. Have you ever noticed that about spirit airplanes? Those joints are always bright yellow and it's clean and it's crisp. As opposed to like an American Airlines where you can tell it's dirty and it's small as hell. I mean, I understand what you mean, Jiggy. But all I know is that there's no room between my knees (laughs) on a spirit flight. Bro, hey, same here. I got long legs, bro. I don't. So how you think I feel, bro? How do you think a nigga like me feel? Bro? I mean, I know how I feel, and that's pretty bad. So, 
Maybe you should just Nigga, I'll be stick having to a, Delta flights. So I got a, I got a patella band that I wear that I have to put on my knees. Do you have Oxgood Slatters? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Oxgood Slatters on my left knee. Uh, my right knee, uh, it hyperextended backwards and my growth plate slipped out of place. So I Niggas went through a rehab process. fucking up, bro. Yeah, that was when I played. because I was a lax, bro. I played lacrosse. So this that is was the like, only nigga that played lacrosse. Yeah, bro. It's because I grew up in Virginia. Yeah. Shout out to EC Glass High School, Virginia. They have one of the best 3A lacrosse programs in the whole entire state. Bro. And we only he would know. Time. Yes. One God. And that's all the up north niggas. That's one thing about y'all down here in Georgia. Georgia niggas don't like play lacrosse. So y'all don't understand it. But when you it's go to because Virginia. We play football. Virginia and up, bro. Lacrosse is life, bro. Lax is life, dog. And yeah, y'all play football. Y'all be like football ass niggas, bro. Do you think lax niggas can play football? Yeah. Fuck no. Oh, yes, they can. Yes, they can. No, nigga. Well, you got to realize. All right. So the most famous lacrosse player of all time is Jim Brown. Jim Brown played lacrosse when he was in Syracuse. His, uh, he He's a, a football player who plays lacrosse. Yeah, but he also was cold as hell at lacrosse. He only picked it. He was scoring. Like, I'm just saying. He holds scoring records up there, and he only played for one year. I'm saying. I'm saying when niggas start playing lacrosse, we're going to take over the sport. That's the one sport I want niggas to take over. That and then skiing. Have you seen the nigga who skis? No, I haven't. No, wait. Snowboards. Snowboards. My bad. He snowboards, bro. And he is cold, bro. He be doing aerial flips and everything. Dude is raw. This nigga playing SSX Tricky in real life. Buddy is raw. His name's like Jason or something like that. He got a black ass name, bro. And he just like a like a. Uh, Jason seems pretty white to me. Wait, wait, wait. Let me make sure I, I get his name right for real, for real. But no, Jason what is like that Joe Biden shit you had right there. But but Jason like J A Y S O N. Well, let's let's go. Oh, that was about Disney. I have a theory about Disney that um, there's like all right, so there's cats that roam the premises. Those cats are the souls of the abducted kids that have been taken from from families <laughs> hey hey i'm making it make sense it may, it may sound wild right now but wait i'm making it make bro. sense bro wait, wait 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 you read that and formed an opinion that like no you no. want to express read, to others uh-uh, i read all right so ever since dating back to 1987 was when they had their first child abduction at disney world mm-hmm and, um, 1987. Yes. So from 1987 to right now, 2024, there has apparently been 200 child children that have been abducted. There are 200 cats that are on the premises. And the cats only come out at night. It's like some from Five Nights at Freddy's type shit, bro. It makes sense when you think about know, it, right? How do they know how many cats are on the premises? It's because obviously they're going to count it, bro. They have they also have 390,000 feet of underground tunnels. So if they're going to keep up with that, they're going to keep up with everything. It's cuz when you sign up to Disney and you work at Disney, it's basically like Chick-fil-A on steroids. You got to be that type of worker. And I've been to Disney multiple times and luckily I got it good so I got to live like a very lavish person even though I would never afford any of that and I'm only there because I'm working. But dead ass like Bro, something sketchy at Disney World, bro. Okay, his name is Zeb Powell. Yeah, Zeb Powell, Zeb Powell is sounds cold. like a nigga, bro. What <laughs> you said, Jason? I was like, yo, this Power Ranger ass nigga finna pop out. But he do kind of, he do kind of look like the Power Ranger with the, the shitty hairline, bro. Like he really do look like him. What is on his head? Dreads? No, not those. Is that like a band? Oh, that's like a. That's a hat. 
That's a Red Bull hat. He's sponsored by Red Bull. But bro, oh, he just cut out the holes. Bro, the flips. No, it's like a, what is it called? Um, A visor. It's a visor. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, bro, you got to see, he be flipping, bro. He be like, it look like niggas on snowboards, what he does, bro. Hey, shout out to that nigga, It's bro. cool. Shout, shout out, out to, to that you. Nigga. Shout out to Zeb, bro. Actually, wait, pull up your phone. Go to TikTok. My phone is recording, so we can't do that. But, um, yeah, no, Zeb Powell is legit the first African-American snowboarder based out of Burlington, Vermont. I didn't even know there was a Burlington. That's where Burlington Coat Factory comes from. That's where they print white niggas. Oh, and God. Stamped (laughs) stamped and sealed, bro. He's known as uh, for his unforgivingly aggressive style that won him the gold medal. They call him Knuckle Huck. Knuckle Huck? The first black snowboarder to win gold at the X Games. That's fire. Shout out to you, bro. Keep achieving. Bro, he was born in Waynesville, North Carolina. Okay, okay, okay. Respect. He looked like a North Carolina nigga. Knuckle Huck. Look, that's the scent. Bro, look at this shit, bro. Holy shit. What the fuck? Look look at what he does, bro. Look how he just... He leans back, and then he does, like, the closest. Like, his flips are so low that they, like, low-key think, like, they want to make his style illegal because it's super-duper dangerous. But he does it with so much finesse. Look at that. And it's like he be falling, but like he makes it look so cool, bro. You see how crazy that is, bro? And nobody can do that. Nobody can do what he does, bro. So, yeah, bro. That nigga's winning, bro. So alright, bro. Let's 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 cut let's cut a little bit of this knuckle huck. Shout out to my nigga Zeb. So um so how did you even end up getting involved in Bro Code? How did that happen for you? That's crazy. Um I guess I was there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's cause you was there like right. So you knew Jalen, right? Mm-hmm. So you it's cause Simba was on he was telling me that Jalen would invite people over to do game nights all the time. Yeah. So then he just started doing the exact same and just put it on TikTok. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So basically, I think Sim was actually on TikTok even before that. Like we were shooting like weird like football videos or like he was shooting like, well, they weren't weird. It was just like, I didn't understand what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> then by the time we had already started like doing our first like jokes or whatever or, or participating he already had like a hundred thousand followers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that, we didn't even know it at the time. But I mean, Sim has been going viral for years. Yeah, yeah. He was telling me he was doing a lot of light skin shit, and he was on it when it was musically, and he had that transition over. Okay, word. So then you go up there, and then like, so when did the dark dark humor joke start hitting for you? Oh, bro. <laughs> it's like, because the say the shit you come up with, bro. And not only that, as somebody who's been at Bro Code for like a year and some change, I feel like now I'm getting to the point where I understand the art of doing a dark humor joke. I feel like it takes some time. It does take a lot of time. Yeah, it like, takes some time to be in there to where you're coming up with creative new dark jokes and you're just running with them. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, like a lot of people can read the jokes online, whatever they, however they want to. Oh, and that's a shot o'clock, shot o'clock, shot o'clock. I'm out of this shot o'clock. <laughs> oh, you're not doing another one? Nah, I got a whole beer to finish. It's okay, bro. Just drink your beer with me, dog. Oh, sweet. You can toast alcohol, bro. Hey, cheers, my G. 
Hey. Woo. What were we talking about? All right, cool. So, so the arts of doing dark humor jokes. Yeah. So when did it start clicking for you to like come up with some of the shit you say? Because you so, say the most wildest, like most original shit ever. So basically what had happened was like, I think that a lot of the, a lot of the jokes people were saying at the time were just like cookie cutter or like, it was like, it's like. Nobody's really reaching to like think about the joke or like mm-hmm. they'll just and they don't have like comedic timing. Yeah. So they'll just read the joke and they'll just read the joke and read the punchline. Yeah. So it'll just be like that's not how you tell a joke. Oh uh-huh, yeah. Facts. <laughs> so like like whether you whether the joke is good or bad definitely deal is within the writing and the composition of the joke. Mm-hmm. But it's also within the way that you deliver it. Facts. Del- oh, delivery is so big, bro. Exactly. Delivery so, like, is the biggest part that makes those go viral and make them hit for Exactly. People. Yeah. And the thing is, like, people have come to expect that from me. Mm-hmm. So now they're like, okay, even with the most the most benign of setups, they know that what I'm about to say is about to smack them. It's about to be dark, yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I know about you. I'm like, bro, I know this man's Instagram probably has flagged content like nobody's business, bro. It actually doesn't. Shout out to Oh, uh, it doesn't? Shout, shout out, out to Instagram. Instagram, Instagram out to showing Instagram. you love, though. For real, for real. For real. But well, it's yeah, wild. I'm not saying anything that's not true. Yeah, I mean, you're just mainly doing dead baby jokes. Um, Yo, pedo not- jokes. Uh, you're really good with the pedo and the dead baby jokes. The and the dead baby pedo jokes. You know what's wild? I got a pedo joke that's going viral as hell. And it's been going viral for a while. And it was my first time dabbling within the pedo joke realm. Yeah. It's because it's kind of hard to do that and make it funny. Is because that's not a funny topic. It's not a funny topic. But the thing is, like, it's something that people should constantly be aware of. Yeah. And I think it makes the joke better when you can do an actually funny spin on it. And it's like... Is because that's one thing I don't like to get too dark with my humor. Is because I just find some things like distasteful. Like I'm not just gonna say shit for shock value. For so sure. It's like I think it's gotta be funny the, first. Yes, that's where the art comes in. It's like making it funny. Yeah. Like some jokes, like on like some jokes I'll read online are like they're terrible jokes. Not because they're not funny. It's because like what like. The, what the humor is or the subject matter is is might be just completely distasteful. Yeah. It's just like, I can't joke about certain things. Facts, bro. All right, so what jokes are off limits for you? I mean, like, if the joke is too racist, I won't do it. <laughs> okay, okay. Understandable. I love them racist jokes. Like, I might, I mean, like, don't get it fucked up. I fuck with a racist joke. It's fucking yeah. hilarious. But like, <clears throat> but, like, when you're just, like, over, like, getting too deep into it, and it's just like, okay, okay. like, All now right. I'm just like, if the joke's not like a one or two liner, then I'm just like, you, you, you <laughs> hate niggas. <laughs> just, if it's like, yeah, if it takes if you it's five a deep joke, to set this up, you're just not. a racist, buddy. Like, you're, you're just, just telling a racist a, person, you're bro. You're just telling a racist story. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. That's true, <laughs> but, bro. That's true. I, I feel like with some of the people that we have on Bro Code, some of them go a little bit too far with the racist jokes. And then sometimes it's just not funny. Like I love a good black joke, a good one line black joke. Just cause I'm Especially black. if it hits. Oh yeah, bro. Yes, sir, bro. Oh man. Or like a good racial slur. Oh man. You say a good like coon in there? 
<laughs> a good little porch monkey in there, bro. Bro, you know what's funny, bro? I was talking to Alistair. I was like, you know, I really, like, I have a lot of conversations with people on, si- on my porch. Like, I will just go outside. I'll set up a chair and we'll just smoke weed and talk about bullshit. Yeah. And, like, there'll be some poignant moments there. And I'll be like, you know what? I should start a podcast and call it Porch Monkeys. Yo! <laughs> that would be so hard, And people bro. will just listen just because. It's because it's a Porch Monkeys, bro. That's so hard. I yeah, you got to do that, bro. Or like you could like keep it keep it PG and call I'll, it Porch Monks. No, no, no. Oh, that just makes it so corn, bro. That's when it gets to it's like you tried to play it safe. Fuck that. Porch Monkeys, dog. It's cuz then your followers are going to be black people who find Porch Monkey hilarious. And I think that's <laughs> one cool thing about saying black dude jokes or jokes about black people, dad jokes and really making them funny is cuz the white people share it a lot and then they be like well, I mean, he said it, but I, you know, I didn't. You know, I that's mean, gonna be the black. worst. He could say it. That's gonna be the worst part about marketing the podcast because I'm gonna be like, "Yo, <laughs> white people can't tell their friends that they watch the Portuguese." <laughs> yes, wild. <laughs> you know, I they can say they watch Bro, the Portuguese. Oh, that's the worst part. White people cannot recommend it to nobody. Have you so ever like, hey, you yo, watched that? Uh, have you ever watched, watched that uh, podcast uh, with the black guys yeah, yeah. on the porch? Yeah, uh, the porch. You you ever didn't watch? Porch? <laughs> monkeys the what like, what oh no 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 it's it's it's, 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 a, it's a podcast that's that's called bro he's getting stuck <laughs> he's getting stuck before he can even get that word out bro dang oh that's such a it's they, so great you gotta like put that in a movie that's literally the, that's a, that's like a literally a movie fucking, podcast, like a fake bro <laughs> like a fake little video don't steal our fucking shit hey, hey don't steal our fucking shit this is copyrighted i copyright all my shits okay so don't you play with me and if I you find and if I find somebody and did a podcast, we just gotta shoot that on Wednesday. Monkeys, oh God! If I find somebody, if I find you, listener, listen to me. If you listen to this and you steal our podcast idea for Porch Monkeys, I will find it and I will block it, and I will find you, and I will report your page, and I will Liam Neeson you. <laughs> I will I will beat the shit out of you, bro. And I will bring Jiggy with me, and he will snipe you. I will whoop your ass. Well, I can't really snipe him because I got the knob, but. I up following the nigga real quick. Exactly. Pop, pop, pop. Hell yeah. But nah, bro. Porch Monkeys is a hilarious podcast name, bro. See, that's why I wanted to call mine Dumb Funny. It had to be just dumb and funny. And then it had to just be easy to come off. Like, like it's those good one-liners like that just stick with you. And you're like, ooh, okay, cool. Low syllable count. Porch Monkeys has a low syllable count. I feel like that's the best thing about doing podcasts. You have to make sure the title is low syllabled. Porch monkeys. Ah, oh, it just rolls off the tongue. T- I'm oh, so mad. Bro, I just love that, bro. Just imagine white oh. people just saying that. Bro. So you know what we should do? We so should, freely. We should bro. make. We should make a uh, a uh, porch porch. <laughs> we should make porch figurines and porch decor and call it porch monkeys and it's like all monkey inspired but it's like a it's like a it's like a, a end table that's an outdoor end table but it's monkeys right? on it <laughs> that's literally that's the merch for porch monkeys it's it's lit it's lit steal our idea i swear to god i'll kill so you i do yeah bro i'll find your your little kiosk at lowe's and i will burn that bitch down bro i will set whole lows on fire if porch monkeys hits the stores and start selling. <laughs> All right, cool. So you be doing, you be making I'll, music. I'll pipe bomb your shit. <laughs> God damn, bro. You look like you can build a pipe bomb. 
I can't. <laughs> It'll um, be lit though. Nah, that shit gonna take one Google search for your ass. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> but it's not worth it. I don't. I don't want to go to prison. Let's talk about some motherfucking music. Let's do it. Yes. All right. Cool. So music. Give me a rundown on music, bro. How long you been out here really cooking up? You know, being a rapper, doing your rapper shit. Holy shit, bro. I started yeah, rapping. Man. I think I did my first concert in 2013. Like yes, sir. I did my first live performance at a club in 2013. Where? Yeah. What, what was the shit. performance? Um, what was the venue? Fuck. It was um, Suede Lounge. Have you ever performed at a strip club? I have not performed at a strip club. It's okay. You don't. Not want that to. I know of. You don't. <laughs> It didn't. It didn't look like a strip club Not when I performed you know. there, bro. Oh wait, it could have no. been a strip club. Wait, wait, wait. This is a hell of. There a were tangent. no poles. This is a hell of a tangent, but it reminds me of this. Okay, so I had a boy. You you remember my homie Jimmy? Jimmy, so wait. No, no, which no, one? No, 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 Jimmy, like my homeboy that I bring around. He did Nigerian dude, the art dude that go to SCAD. Nah. All right, so I had a boy, Jimmy. He actually, uh, he's a painter. That's what he goes to school for, and he goes to SCAD. So um, he was like, when he was getting a job for painting, he was legit working at a painting sip. That was a painting sip during the day. Mm-hmm. But they would take one month, one day out of the month, and they would turn down the blinds in the front, and it was like a hip-hop painting sip night. But then what they would do is they would get a dude in a bunny costume, He'd walk around with a boner and he'll start smashing the girls while Jimmy was teaching the painting sip. He was sexualized as a man. He had to make sure his chest was out while he was doing the painting sip. Girls would do things like, well, not girls. These are like 40-year-old women, like aunties, like big fat aunties. They'll do shit like drop their paintbrush so he could bend down and grab the paintbrush for him and they'll smack him on the ass. And like dudes will put on the bunny costume, run around and be rocking girls off and getting their wang like licked and all that, bro. And he had to teach a painting sip while he did that. While that fuckery was happening. Hey, bro. All I can do is uh, tell you to get a good therapist. That's some that Atlanta shit, shit bro. Traumatic. Luckily, my nigga that, Jimmy got out of it. But that's that some is some Atlanta, Atlanta bro. shit. That's some Atlanta ass <laughs> shit, bro. Damn, bro. But yeah. That is some Atlanta shit. But yeah, so that was a strip club deep down and you never knew. For real, for real. I, like... There's a paint and sip around the corner from my house in Vinings, and it's a comedy pod. They do, they do a, I don't know if I can say this. <laughs> they did a don't tell comedy there. We can, we can redact that, I guess. What do you mean? Like, you never seen don't tell comedy? No. So it's like they pull up in these, like, weird venues, and, like, comedians, like, come through. Like, famous comedians will do sets. Oh. Oh, okay, cool, cool. It's okay. You never said exactly what. The, and they the like you just buy the ticket. Was. It'll tell you where the city is, and they don't tell you where the venue is oh. until like like a day before. That's actually very far. Yeah, but hey, oh shit, that's cool. And then hopefully, every like third Thursday of every month, they do a painting sip in there, and the dude walk around with the bunny costume and start rocking off the women, bro. And the dudes was only getting paid like seven hundred dollars. I wonder how much that dude was getting paid to fuck them. Seven hundred dollars, bro. 500 basically for real for real what's the 200 going to you said what what's the other 200 going to uh so uh nah he was like what jimmy told me i, I want to say it was probably more like 500 shit for real it might even have been 300 it's because i remember hearing about it and i was like it's because like i ain't been lured into the male stripping thing a couple of times okay so <laughs> i just heard you know the figures and the numbers that i would sell my meat for you feel what i'm saying but I'm not selling meat. I'm not. Got, I gotta walk around for three hours and smash all these old fat aunties. 
for $300, $500? No, that's so much work, bro. I couldn't do it, bro. It cannot be me, bro. Like, I'll need at least, like, 15 to even consider it, bro. 15 is my minimum. Because that's what I get paid a day rate as an actor. So, I'm like, bro, if you're not fitting to hit more than my minimum, bro, I can't do this, dog. And I, sh- I bet that's so much work, bro. Is it? You just dance around in a bunny costume. But you got to, like, actually smash. And you got to get it up. Do you? And then, th- since they're paying you bread, they're going to they're gonna be. <laughs> all right. So, I worked on this uh this show called All the Queensmen. I was on there. Uh, it's t- the Tyler Perry show I did. So it's based off of the male stripper world, and all the leads are actually male strippers. They still, a lot of them are still active. A lot of them are still working. So, um, a lot of the dudes was like, I remember this one dude. He he gave me the number. He was like, bro, hit me up if you ever want to get into it. But like dead ass, like not him wanna, soliciting you. Yes, dog. He's trying to pimp. He was like dead ass. Like the, the way they depicted in the show, you really just get pimped out by a girl. You show up. You gotta show her your wang and shit. You gotta start dancing and stuff. You just gotta be in shape. But he was like, he made ten thousand dollars in one month. But he had to, like, for four days out of the week, he had to smash five girls a day. It's like, bro, I don't know if I could get, like, five girls a day, and these are girls that are not attractive, bro, because they paying for it, bro. I, I don't I don't think I could do such a thing. I don't thing. know. I feel like there's no, honor, no higher honor than getting paid for your meat, bro. Hey, shit, I ain't been in some situations where I got paid for my meat. I ain't gonna lie. It's Wait very great. She, you, you're, you're a whore? Nah, bro, it's just all right. Wait, so no, no, no. I'm one of those. Nah, nah, clarify. Let's let's do it. I'm one of those dudes. It's because I was a black dude who grew up poor, but I always grew up around like people who have money. Typically, white women who have money. One thing about messing with a white girl who got money, she give you hella bread if you hitting it right. That seems traumatic. So, I didn't been in so many situations where I've been with girls that are rich, and then since I'm hitting it right, they just give me like hella bread and hella gifts. That seems extremely transactional that's their love language is that how you view love uh no nah, that's not how i view love uh uh-uh. that's not how i view love your love is transactional to you G? uh it's not my love but i ain't gonna lie if i'm messing with a little rich girl and she want to go ahead and drop a bag on me and all i gotta do is plow it down i'm finna take some horny goat wheat and i'm finna get the action okay i'm it's finna get the I do ashwagandha now. I do ashwagandha, CMOS, and then sometimes I'll throw horny goat wheat if I'm kicking it like with my girl and everything. Just to get that. How little, do you uh, prepare that? You said what? How do you prepare that? What do you mean how do I prepare that? The pills? They're just pills. Oh, they're pills. Yeah, yeah, they're just pills. No, I thought you were putting that in like a tea or something. Oh, that would be clutch, right? I don't know. I should try to switch over to a tea. That's like elegant. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about music. So anyway, let's get back to the music conversation. Okay, so uh, you know, we were talking about performing in strip clubs. I performed in a strip club like three times. Like while strippers were stripping? Yes. How'd that go? Uh, It was like an open mic night, so they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> and it was wild because I was the hype Was they dancing to your shit? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be good. Uh, it's kind of cool, but you know they up there just to get bread. They really don't care. <laughs> it's because we weren't famous. It's not like we were famous niggas or nothing, bro. It's I mean, like, it's not like... Oh, it's a shot o'clock, shot o'clock, shot o'clock, shot o'clock. This is like when I'm 22. Like, it's on a, a fucking Thursday, bro. Like, and then I'm taking the bus down here to uh to Atlanta. So you can hop on the Chinese bus round trip. Is I took the bucks. Chinese bus. Oh, you know about the Chinese bus? Yeah, that shit is yes, sir, ski, not bro. hard. That shit is lame as fuck. That's the worst <laughs> bus ever. There's an amount of poor you have to be to experience the Chinese bus. Fuck the Chinese bus. <laughs> Uh, took that shit to North Carolina. It took me like 
three hours. Okay, for all y'all who don't know about the Chinese bus, because it only takes a, a certain amount of people to know about the Chinese bus. The Chinese bus, what it do, it lands in Chinatown of every big city. So that's why it's called the Chinese bus. It actually does have a name, but nobody calls it its name. We yeah, just it's call also, it the it's Chinese like a bus. long name with like an N or some <laughs> shit. And I'd just be like, you know what? Shout out to y'all niggas, because y'all can get anywhere for $15. Oh, God. <laughs> that's the cool part about the Chinese bus, bro. Like, all right, so say you in New York. You could come down to Virginia, which is legit a seven-hour drive. You could do a round trip for $30. You can do a one-way for $15. You can go, you can legit go from, so people in New York, when they wanted to go to Philly, they'll take the Chinese bus from New York to Philly for $10 one way. So you do a $20 round trip and you get drunk there. But it's only like the worst of the worst people in the Chinese bus. A thousand percent. Like, dog, I remember I was, uh, I remember uh, one time I had to stop next to this girl and uh, she was real cool, but her breath stank. She had really stinky breath. So I didn't like her talking to me like that, but she was cute and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I was talking a little bit, but then I was like not paying attention. Anyway, a bag falls out of a little ziploc bag falls out of her bag bro it was just every pill you could imagine in there and it was like at least 100 pills and then me like i'm 18 at the time bro i was like god damn they a lot of pills and then she got she got so flustered she moved seats so i knew she was running drugs bro people run drugs on the chinese bus bro you can have a blick on the Chinese buses because they you don't You can have you. anything on the Chinese bus. It could be a bomb on that bitch. <laughs> but nevertheless, don't none of you fuckers get no ideas because shout out to the Chinese Bro, bus. Bro, don't, yo. All right, please, let's not ruin the Chinese bus right now and don't y'all bring fuck shit on the Chinese bus. Yeah, don't. It's because that shit has been helping poor people for years. Facts. Bro. It's because I don't want to do Matter of fact, forget we even said anything about the Chinese bus. <laughs> Shout out to them niggas though. Shout out to the Chinese bus for real, for real. It's cause like a y'all keeping y'all keeping niggas going. <laughs> oh God! It's cause a Greyhound ticket is basically getting a, a plane, bro. I remember one. I was so deep in the country, I had to take the Greyhound to go to Richmond to take the Chinese bus to go to New York City. So my Greyhound ticket would be two hundred dollars round trip, and then I'm going to the sixty dollar round trip to New York City. Two hundred dollars for a Greyhound? Greyhound is hella expensive, bro. Especially when you're in no, especially when you're in like the country, bro. Greyhound is hella expensive, what bro. What is it? A premium bus? I uh, I mean it's better than a Chinese bus. I'll let you know that right now. I mean It's better than a Chinese bus. You've been on the mega bus before? I've never been on a mega bus. What's a mega bus? A mega bus is just the nigga version of the Chinese bus. <laughs> Wait, black people own their own bus and they call it the mega bus? I don't think black people own that oh, shit. Oh, okay. It's just black people be on it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Real sense. civil rights type shit. Oh, really? Not literally. Oh. Just niggas. I, I was thinking like it was that old like 60s bus. You know what I'm talking about? It's civil a rights big era. ass bus. She got Wi-Fi. It got Wi-Fi? That's kind of cold for real, for real. <laughs> it's because like, bro. Especially like, if you don't really have to go anywhere. Wait, is the Wi-Fi good though? It's decent. Uh okay okay I was uh, I you had know, the last time I've been on a mega bus just like I'm 30 now I was like 21 oh yeah Maybe. you know niggas was coming up bro niggas was broke that's some college shit forever I wasn't even 21 I was like 19 yeah nah bro uh uh but nah like as long as it's better than American Airlines their Wi Fi is because their Wi Fi is complete booty bro plain Wi Fi is ass bro I paid ten nah Delta got some good plain Wi Fi that's why we love Delta for real for real Delta has great Wi Fi. I be catching backpack flights on Delta all the time. That way I cut my tickets in half. You got $500. miles? You said what? You got miles? Nah. 
It's because I do all my t- trips through this thing called Skip Lag, and um, it gets you the backpack. Skip Lag is fire, and it gets you the discounted rates. But when you do it that way, they they like start to get mad at you, and they don't let you be getting the points like that. It's because they realize you're getting the cut. Mm-hmm. I ain't had so many times I got flagged at the airport. They were like, "Yeah, so um, it, you're going from Atlanta to Virginia, and you're supposed to be going to New York, but your license is from Virginia. So, are you really going to New York?" And I just got to lie and say yes. And they just let me go. <laughs> what are they going to do? Stop you? <laughs> no, you're not going there. They can't, bro. And then I, if they really want to like, if oh, you did this too many times. I'm like, bro, I just know somebody in Virginia who ends up driving me up to New York every single time. I had a change of plans. Yeah. I got shot. That's the best excuse. Exactly. Anyway, back to this motherfucking music. Because <laughs> that's what we were talking about, bro. So, who are some of your musical influences? Um, it's really like everyday life, but um, as far as shaping the sound, though, let's talk about sound sound shaping. Um, I guess really it's more like I listen to a lot of West Coast music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to a lot of R and B. Like my aunt used to put me on uh, like hella R and B, like music so child, like in Gary, like. Like all that type of shit. <clears throat> then like, I like I played band instruments, so I like I like things that incorporate. You look like a band instrumentaler. Yeah. What'd uh, you play? I play trombone. Ah, uh, I knew you was gonna say brass, bro. I was about for to say sure, saxophone. Sure. Nah, I I thought about it, but I never really. Uh, I I cared too much what other people thought. I understand, bro. Is because I was supposed to play the drums, but then I wanted to be part of the football team so bad that I didn't go to the drum tryout so I could play football. But I was just benched the whole year, so I really just wasted my time. Yeah, I played both. I did. I I was in band and played football. Oh, you was. And I was actually really good in band. And my teacher was like, "You kind of have to choose because <laughs> like you yeah. can't be on, you can't play in the band and be on the field." <laughs> some niggas do though. There's some schools that let their motherfuckers like. You, it's halftime instead of them going to the actual locker room to go out there with their uniform on and they play. There's no way they actually play though. Yes, bro. I knew three dudes who did it. There's no way. I mean, mind you, our football team was ass, bro. I had the worst football team ever. Okay, okay. That's probably so you know, that's what they didn't care, bro. But there's no way that, but there's no way they played significant time in a game and went in (laughs) halftime, changed their fucking shit. No, 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 they didn't change. They would just stay in their uniform. Like, unless you had, like, one of those, what's the shit that wrap around you? Unless you had one of those, nigga, you're not doing that. Your you high school a, must have been a in fucking, the country. A trumpet, or if you had, if you played drums, a lot of people were drum players. Wait a second, bro. Wait a second. You're saying these niggas hopped off the field. Yeah. Got a drum set strapped to their football uniform. Yeah. And walked with the, mar- the marching band in their uniform. Yeah. That's insane. That's the thing. I know my boy uh, Jalen Farrow. That's a, that's one person who I know did it. It's because he was cold at drumming, but he was a big nigga, so they wanted him on the offensive line. But mind you, my high school, the football stuff. So this nigga is wearing a football suit, and everybody yeah. else is wearing band costumes. Yeah. And they let it slide because <laughs> it's kind of cool. You're like, oh, shit, he plays football, too. That's dope. That's insane. Yeah. That would never fly. Y'all take, y'all take football too serious down here. Mind you, we don't have no D1 recruits from where I come from. If you're D1, you're probably D1 for either lacrosse, just because those are the only programs. 
Uh, it's because anybody D two lacrosse that's actually a club sport, so you don't get a, a scholarship for it. Uh, there's a couple of niggas who go D one for football. Not really. It's very scarce. Probably more is because my uncles uh, played in the NFL. Uh, Ruben and Cornell Brown. So they were one of the very few who really got put on to D1 programs and went pro and played for like fucking 10, 15 years. But um, yeah, nah, niggas usually go D1 uh, for basketball, kind of. Like niggas ain't really cold, cold in Virginia. That's why there's only like Michael Vick and fucking, um, uh, wasn't it? Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was cold at football. Yeah, I know. I watched his highlight. Dude. He was called if he would have played his senior year and he didn't get caught up doing some motherfucking Virginia Beach shit, bro. He'd been cold, bro. He used to play quarterback. Yes, and he was cold at quarterback. Quarterback, kick return, punt return. Like, nah, that nigga was cold. That means niggas suck in Virginia. Niggas aren't the greatest in Virginia. I'm gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. Niggas aren't like the top. There's team. no way you play quarterback and play kick return in Georgia. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. It's not because y'all end up developing great quarterbacks down here, though. I mean, not necessarily that, but it's just like if you're actually a decent quarterback, you're not getting touched. Yeah, you're not. You're not even a runner for real, for real. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you are a runner if you're a runner, but very like, few. But if you're an actual standard quarterback, bro, no, you're staying in the pocket. You're probably out of shape, and you're running it. Man, I just think a TP calling me, bro. All right, cool, bro. So, um, we took a bathroom break. It's because this nigga need to pee. Um, that's not true. Yes, it is, bro. I All did right. have to piss, and but there was something else that happened first. TP was calling me. TP, stop interrupting me while I'm on the podcast. I hope you see this, and I hope you hear this, bro. Y'all, y'all, let TP know, bro. Hit him in the comment section. Anyway, we was talking about motherfucking music. We were. Yes. All right. What are some of your biggest music accolades? Hmm. I think it depends. I think that my biggest music accolades were being able to put out an album that I funded by myself. And mm-hmm. I think that was really cool. Um, I don't necessarily like deal too much with what I like in sessions that I had with other artists or like helped people like develop thoughts or whatever that's yeah. not really my work mm-hmm. like uh i guess it's better that um <clears throat> I, I feel like i haven't reached my musical potential yeah and i mean it always takes time for sure for sure but i think that as i go through and like understand what it's like to be an artist not just like a saying i'm an artist because i think that was where it was for most of it but like actually living the life and understanding what it's like to go through the ebbs and flows of creation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where I'm at with it. Honestly, I feel that bro. I feel like the artist journey is a journey, bro. Not only that, I feel like it's such an individualistic journey dog that we all have a different version of it, man. Exactly. Yeah. It's cause I started with the music shit, but then I, I realized I really loved performing and I love doing acting way more. So that was my version. I like being in the studio doing take after take after take. And then that's legit what you're doing when you're acting. For sure. Like so I don't like know. evolved. When it comes to like the expression of music, I guess I care more about creating a certain sound that I can recognize and then expressing the emotion of what needs to be set of the mess or the message in general. Mm-hmm. So like if you can deliver the message and make it sound good as a composition, then you've made a great song. Mm-hmm. But like 
other people believe that they make great songs just because they sound good. I don't think that's true. So what do you think makes a great song? Um, <clears throat> like, you, you can have a great song void of those things. But, like, for me, the greatest songs I can derive value from. Mm. Like, if like if somebody's saying they experienced something and they can relate that to me in song and I can develop or, like, materialize a lesson from that, those are the best songs to me. Okay. That's fire. I like that. I like a good song that can teach you something. Even something about yourself. One of my favorite... I like it when songs make you feel like an emotion that's like... Even if it's a foreign emotion... I think... All right. So, lock in with me real quick. It's because it may sound crazy, but it makes sense. So, what I liked about Kanye West 808s and Heartbreaks um, was a song. I'm not loving you. Way I wanted, I wanted to. to. Power. Love Lockdown. Uh, Love Lockdown. Love Lockdown. All right. So, it was wild. It sounds crazy. Uzi was on an interview, and he was like, when he was a kid, he was listening to it. He didn't know what the emotion was, but he felt it so hard. And then when he progressed in life... It's like, oh, this is the emotion of really feeling um, loss, really feeling like, damn, like heartbreak. Exactly. And it's like, I feel like it's cool is because we were all kids who listened to like this music we didn't know anything about, but we just knew, we loved how it felt. And then it predates the, the feelings we feel as 25, 26, 27 year old people in life. For sure, for sure. Yeah. It's crazy because that video, uh, as soon as you said that, I was like, I put, like my mind went right back to the video because that was one of my favorite songs at the time. Yes. Bro. And like all I remember is the white room and like Kanye yeah. being in there sitting on the couch. And I was like, that, it was an insane song, especially as a single at the time because there was nothing in hip hop like it. And it was like, it was so not hip hop. I bet niggas hated exactly. that. Exactly. They did. And they, well, no, they a didn't lot understand. of people did hate that album when it come out, came out. It's because it was, it was like when Drake drops albums nowadays. We'd be like, oh, it's not what we expected from him. It's because he's pushing Sonics. Exactly. But he completely is because, wait, after that was, yeah, yeah, that was a. Uh, uh, my beautiful twisted dark fantasy, and then he dropped that. Mm-hmm. So it completely changed the soundscape of what we expected from him. Exactly, but before my beautiful twisted dark fantasy dropped, you like his promo leading up to it. Good Fridays was insane because he dropped like all of the lights. He dropped like the posse cut with like Raquan and all these other guys. Like yeah. before that, so like, and then you had like the Good Fridays. Like it was like insane. Oh, that's a <laughs> shot o'clock. Shot o'clock. Shot o'clock. Shot o'clock. So, who are some of your your biggest inspirations when it comes to this music shit? Um, really, like when when I make music, I make shit that. Cheers. I make shit that I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. I've at least at first, or at least that's my intention, and then from there. I'm like, okay, do my friends fuck with this? Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's like, okay, my friends fuck with this. I fuck with this. Does it, like, is it, does it reflect my life? Mm-hmm. And then I'll put it out. And, um, but I do want to, I am influenced for sure by uh, the city I live in, Atlanta. Like my daily ATL, life. bro. My daily life, all the people who I interact with for sure. Like, but when it comes to like 
music influences. Definitely like a lot of Kanye. It's like that's he's fucking crazy. You fuck with vultures? I do actually. Ah, uh, what would you rate it? One out of ten. Um, six. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 I. I. All right. All right. I respect that. I respect that. If you were to give it a seven, eight, nah, I'd be like, you glazing, bro. You on this nigga meat, bro. I feel like niggas really like overhype Kanye, but this project he dropped, in my personal opinion, is a four out of ten. I'm saying that strictly just to piss people off. It's because that's how I felt after I listened to it. I mean, it got it got do it as a hit and fuck something as a hit. It did have some hits on there. There are actually a bunch of really good songs. On but as song. far as a body of work, I can see how it's a vibe, but it feels a little bit too pieced together and not really consistently fluid. And I think that's a lot of the actual songs he's wanted on there didn't get clear for samples, which makes I mean, a lot of sense. That's true. But yeah. the thing is, like, you also have to consider the music that Kanye puts out and where it stands in perspective to its peers at the time. Yeah. So, man. like, if you look at all of Kanye's projects and then look at all the projects that were, like, dropped around those projects, you'll see that he's dropping mountains and on plateaus. But I feel like we give him too much credit is because he's done that with albums, but his most recent albums, he has not done that. But now exactly. it's to the point where he's starting to miss. He's starting to get to that that point in his career where he fizzles out. I don't it's because Donda it's wasn't really that cold, but niggas glazed Donda. For sure. I mean, like, I think it was productionally cold. Yeah, productionally cold. But then it's like, if we talk about albums and we talk about shaping the soundscape, like, he only had, like, one song and the shit with Fabio Foreign that was really the standouter, at least to me. This is a personal opinion. I think Hurricanes was crazy. Hurricanes was good, but then it's like, bro, we can just go to Jesus is King and listen to this. I mean... Jesus is King wasn't too bad. Jesus is King was a perfect secular artist transitioning to Christian music. Perfect version of it, for real, for real. Ty Dolla Sign was actually very prominent in that album, too. He was. And I love his part on, on Vultures. But he went crazy on Vultures. Yeah. Like, shout out to Ty Dolla Sign. Shout out to Ty, for real, for real. I love Ty Dolla Sign. Yes. So what, uh, what does your future look like with music? How do you want to incorporate music within the future of your life? So um, I think I... In this weird role of like content based like um, music creation, not necessarily creating music for the sake of being an artist per se, but like creating the music as I as I want to express and experience, and then um, like put it to videos. So like. Mm-hmm. So that way, whenever I don't like, I'll create a song and then create a video for that song or like I'll like both those concepts will go together. And as wild as because we're especially in an era where that is the norm for us, how people used to sit there and plot on a good 13, 14 song album. Our version is making digestible content within a certain amount of seconds. Exactly. So, yeah, because the thing is, like, if I'm being completely honest, a lot of ideas that I have that are like innovative to like the the scene end up being happening like they end up happening within like two or three months of me like thinking about them mm-hmm. so i'm just like okay i'm like i'm really on the right track but somebody else is also like evolving with me so i'm i'm, I'm fighting against myself there's there's someone who is cultivating and like calculating a plan to move just as cool as i am mm-hmm. so i was just like at this point instead of like planning the shit 
I might as well just do this shit. Yeah. Like, I, I come up with the idea, find a way to execute as fast as I can, show it to the masses, and then be like, this is it. Yeah, capitalize off the idea, and not only that, with the, 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 the following that you already have. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, I definitely see that in your future, bro. Go ahead. Keep running that shit the fuck up. My nigga Mike Morton finna drop. Interstellar. My bitch is better, you know better, crazy. better, moving through the night. Y'all better go and stream Interstellar by Mike Morton. You know that's crazy, bro. Stream that shit. I didn't think that was the the prominent song on my album. I feel like the same way with uh, content as well. You be like, this shit probably ass, but then it's like, people like it. I feel like that's what we have to accept as creatives. It's like our favorite ideas may be too complex for the actual listeners. And the ideas we're like, uh, about be the stuff that everybody eats up. That is insane. My biggest video is me saying, why are black people so tall? Because they're Negroes. That is not really that funny. That's not that. That has 12 million views on Instagram. That's the reason why I have my following now, for real, for real. Shout that was the one that kicked it off. Shout out to 100K Jake. Yes, 100K. On 101K, we're going to go to the next level after this. He was the first dude to hit 100, 150K, to be exact. It's because you started resharing all the videos, and I realized that was the move for Instagram. So I appreciate you for doing what you did. It's because that made people hop on. Like That made me be like, all right, cool. Let me go ahead and finesse this, and let me try to get some numbers off of that. Then when the numbers start coming in, I'm like, oh, shit, we can just go to the back catalog of all the bro code stuff we did and just flood that, bro. <sighs> Crazy. I'm trying to get the, the sponsorships you get, though, bro. You get way more sponsorships than me. Hey, you know, sponsorships are all about talking to people. Bro, I got a manager. My manager's supposed to be doing that for real, for yeah, real. You, you, man, you can't trust these niggas for shit, bro. I was an acting manager, though. I don't. I ain't gonna lie. She actually set me up to audition for Bel Air, Power, and leads in uh, Tyler Perry. It's because the casting director Kim Coleman loves me. Shout out to her. Shout out to my manager Chris, bro. He be putting me on all the opportunities. Yo, to be honest, he's actually kind of cool. And he, uh, he, uh, there's another dude. I think it's that like he's like a herbal light, not herbal life, but he's like one of those like light skinned black dudes with the dreads. You could tell like like walks without shoes on, and he's like one of those like like he drinks matcha. Bro, fuck you. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. He like one of those niggas. It's like you could tell he a vegetarian. He may be vegan and he a rapper. Hmm. He be rapping about it. Yes, the other the light skinned dude with locks that's managed by your manager. Yes, bro. He rapped about being vegan one time. Yeah, Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Very personable person. I saw him randomly. He's also really good at marketing. Yes, I saw him randomly at uh, the mall. And we dapped each other up and we talked to each other. I don't really know him like that. But he was just so, like, very, like, politically personable about it. I'm like, yeah, I like you. Lock in with him. He's really dope. Yeah, we did shout not out follow to, each other. Shout out to PVD Gray. We legit just saw each other in passing. Like, we didn't even, like, lock in and follow each other. I was just like, damn, this is a nice dude. What's happening, bro? How you doing? Like, it was, was just random. With, was he with his kids? No, he was with another dude. But I just saw Trans him and Lee? everything. We just ended up like, you know how he was. probably Trans Lee. You know, yeah, probably. I think it was one of his rapper homies. He's a little bit taller than him. But yeah, we were Trans just Lee walking and him. passing by, and I just saw him, and he looked familiar to me. So then he looked at me, he was like, hey, what's happening, bro? How you doing? And I was like, hey, what's going on, guy? Uh, and then we just walked by, and I was like, oh, that's that rapper, dude. Great guy. Great guy. I want to meet him one day. We just set that up. We, we'll set that up. You can bring him on the pod for real, for real. That would be dope. We'll yes, do that. sir. Yes, sir. Ski. Hell yeah. Any last words you want to leave the people with? Um, you know, you're only funky as your last cut, bro. Oh, shout out to Andre Benjamin. Yeah. 
Yes, Sirski. You feel what I'm saying? You're only funky as your last cut. The words from Mike Morton. That's what you guys need to know. All right. Thank you so much for tapping into the Dumb Funny Podcast. I am your boy, Jig. Y'all already know. By this time, I'm sauced up. So make sure y'all follow, like, do all that jazz. If you want to get all the details, it's in the description below. And tap in with the kid. Make sure you follow Mike Morton at Mike Morton on all socials. Thank you so much for being on here. Nah, this shit was dumb funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny, yes, sir. And we're out.